Welcome to A Year of Magical Living, a podcast with me, Imogen Roy. This episode is all about presence. Now, presence is something that we all value, right? It's something that we all esteem to bring more of to our lives, and we certainly want others to do the same for us. If you, you might have noticed that when I talk about my work as a business mentor and coach, I talk a lot about helping people to be more productive, purposeful and present in their life and work. So I thought here I would talk more specifically to what I believe presence really means, how the actual tangible mechanics or steps that one must do to achieve presence and the incredible benefits we can see in our lives beyond the obvious more magical living (laughs) that we can experience when we start to practice this form of presence. Now much of my reflection and practice and experience in this topic has been greatly enriched by Kasha Urbaniak, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Academy, the School of Power for Women. And Kasha is my teacher, my mentor, and my creative collaborator. And she has spoken at length that the fundamental building blocks of power dynamics in a, in, a, in a relationship, in a communication, in a conversation, and also how we engage with the world, with our energy, and also spiritually, is based on understanding that there are three types of attention. There is the dominant state of attention. When we are in the dominant state of attention, we have our attention out on something. We are looking at something, listening to something, observing, describing, handling something, doing something. We're focused on something outside of us. In this state of attention, we, almost for- we can almost forget who we are because we're so focused on what's going on outside of us. The second state of attention is what she calls the submissive state of retention. This is when you have your attention on yourself or you are feeling something, remembering something, receiving something, receiving someone's words, receiving an experience, receiving a massage, watching a film, being told a story. You are captivated by something that is deeply affecting you individually. And this state of attention and presence is that you are present to yourself. And the third state is attention on attention itself, meditation. It is a meta experience when you are bringing your attention to the act and experience of what it feels like to bring your attention to something. Now, dominant state of attention has nothing to do with control, coercion, or being domineering. 
and the submissive state of attention has nothing to do with an identity, uh, being a submissive person, or being out of control. These two states are neutral and they are ones in which we move in and out of all day long. We, f we switch fluidly and this is absolutely right. When you occupy one of these three states fully, you are present. You are fully present when you are fully in the dominant state of attention, paying attention to someone, being with them, watching them, watching how emotion moves through their face and body, watching someone perform, being engrossed in a task or an activity or making something. And likewise, you are fully present when you are fully in the submissive state of attention. You are feeling an emotion. You are listening to someone speaking to you without thinking of what you are going to say next, but you're just receiving the words and how they land in your body. You are watching a movie and you're not simultaneously making a shopping list or thinking about things that you need to handle once the film is over. Or you're in meditation and you are lovingly bringing your attention gently back to that place over and over again every time it begins to wander, holding it softly there. That's presence. Presence is only possible when we are fully occupying one state at a time. One state at a time. It's not about how long you stay there. It can be a millisecond. It can be minutes. But it's about whether you are fully occupying it. Sadly, because of the frantic pace of our world, because of all the ways in which we are rushed, many of us spend our days in neither one place nor another. In this liminal existence, half in the dominant state, half in a submissive state, in a place of distraction, when we are receiving a massage, we can't fully receive it. We're not fully present in the submissive state of attention because we're also thinking about all the things that we need to, to do and take control of in our day, in our week. And therefore, we're neither here nor there. Once the massage is over, it feels really hard to integrate that. You don't quite remember how it felt. Likewise, let's say you're cooking a new recipe that requires focus. It requires the dominant state of attention. You need to be really reading and thinking about what you're going to do next, feeling the ingredients, measuring things accurately, and watching your pots as the ingredients begin to transform. However, if you're doing that whilst replaying an argument in your head with someone from earlier that day and thinking of how it made you feel 
well, then you're neither here nor there. You're not in the fully dominant state of attention. You're not present to cooking. So your food is likely to be lackluster, overcooked, undercooked. You can't quite connect with it. One thing I often observe, and that really breaks my heart, is when someone is offering the host or a guest a gift at a party. And instead of being able to fully receive the gift and be present by being fully occupying the submissive state of attention as they open the gift and allow that object or that experience to create emotions in them and to receive them and then to to be lit up by the offering of, of their guest and to really be present in that moment they are perhaps talking to someone else that's not the guest at the same time. They're looking somewhere across the room. They're figuring out who who's doing what, who needs a drink. Oh, I need to go and top this up. It's a common, a common uh, occurrence, but it creates a terrible lack of presence. This lack of presence that comes from never fully occupying one state of attention at a time has grave consequences. For the person at the party receiving the gift, they may accidentally come across as cold, unappreciative, disconnected. But it runs much deeper than that. When we are not fully in the dominant state of attention, we can't truly see or understand what's happening around us. We can't read people, and we're also not aware of what, how the things that we do and say land, which also means that we don't know what's needed. When you're fully in the dominant state of attention and you're fully present to someone or something, you are so much more likely to be a great conversationalist, to be able to guide people towards what you want, to make them laugh, to become an incredibly talented cook, artist, carpenter, DIYer, lover, because by practicing the dominant state of attention at the right moments, you are paying attention to what's needed. When you can't fully occupy the submissive state of attention, that state when you are receiving something, you're feeling something, you're allowing yourself to be affected, then you can't ever fully receive your wins, your victories. You're also not able to receive those intuitive nudges that you might get from your inner signal. You're not able to fully receive and appreciate the gestures, the acts, the ways in which people around you are trying to please you, are trying to affect you. You're also not able to receive the fullness of their support. And another consequence of not being present in this way is that we are never satisfied. Nothing ever hits the spot. We're never nourished. We're never, things don't land. It never feels like we have enough. And so we're always seeking more, 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 that didn't work, that didn't hit the spot, that didn't, that didn't light me up. Because our attention was never fully on the thing. We were half in, half out. 
One of the most alarming consequences of not practicing using our attention cleanly in this way and being present is that it has a profound effect on our memory. Which makes sense, right? If you're neither occupying any of the states of attention fully, and I've talked before about how multitasking is physically impossible for the human brain, it just does not have the wiring capacity to focus our attention in two places at once. But what happens when we try and force ourselves to do is this lack of presence, is this disconnected state. And what also happens is that because our attention is nowhere, we can't create and record a full memory, which often leads to getting to the end of the day or the month or the year and not being able to remember where you were, what you did, who you were with, how the time passed. Because you were never there. You were never actually there. So how could you expect yourself to remember? This neither here nor there lack of presence creates and accentuates the mind-body disconnection that can lead to burnout, illness and profound disembodiment because when we are not present it means that our mind and our body are never in the same place together and not only is this profoundly destabilizing and anxiety inducing for us for our experience of ourselves it also generates the same reaction in others we come across as scattered inauthentic incongruent and confusing to the people around us. So how can one train in presence? How can one overcome this situation to start to put our attention in one place at a time, record whole full memories and start to experience time ourselves our relationships completely differently? Well, the key is in the word practice. Start small. But practice what it feels like to keep your attention in one place at a time. If you want to train the dominant state of attention, practice keeping your attention out on something and really seeing it really hearing it, really observing it. I have a plant on my desk and sometimes I stop and simply look at that plant so deeply. I notice that some of its leaves have grown in size. Some of them have a brown tinge around the edge which suggests that I'm not giving it as much attention as I should. I look at how the light dances across the faded terracotta pot and I see tiny little baby, baby shoots tickling their way out from underneath leaves. I didn't notice those yesterday. You can train your attention in this way with a plant, with a painting, with another person, 
Anything that requires you to really pay attention and watch something that is going on outside of yourself. Cooking is a great place to really train your dominant state of attention and practice keeping your attention there, lingering far longer than feels comfortable, than feels natural almost, before you return to some kind of voice or memory or replay that's happening in your head, in your emotional experience, in the world of you. But when it does feel like the right time to go in, fully occupy that submissive state of attention, attention in on yourself. Let's say an emotion has arisen. Why not linger there a little longer than you normally would? Can you name that feeling? Have you felt this before? Where do you feel it in your body? Is it moving? What does it remind you of? This is how you practice developing presence to yourself. Presence to what's going on. Bringing your attention fully to your own experience rather than rushing to look at something outside of yourself to escape that discomfort. It is, this, it is fully occupying and being present in this submissive state of attention that we can hear our inner signal. We can feel what our body is trying to tell us. We can receive intuitive messages. It is a place of profound power and awareness if you are able to be present there long enough. Presence is hard. And it's not an intellectual exercise. It's something you do with all parts of your body. But it's worth practicing. Because with greater presence comes greater connection. In the dominant state of attention, when you're present there, you can really see and know what's needed. When you are fully present in the submissive state of attention, you are able to receive and be satisfied. In fact, you can actually receive what you already have as opposed to constantly chasing some other form of indulgence or nourishment. Radical presence in this way also allows you to record whole, full, clear memories, which changes your relationship to time because suddenly time doesn't feel like something you never have enough of. Your experience of time is punctuated and peppered by fascinating narratives, experiences, memories, and emotions that are recorded in, by your attention in all parts of your body. And when you are present in this way, the people around you change. When they sense that you are really becoming present to them, they're far more likely to do the honor for you. And this kind of connection, that's what makes a life truly magical. I invite you to start experimenting, training, practicing the art of presence today. See what it feels like to fully occupy 
one of the three states of attention at a time, one at a time. And understand that every moment you spend, rushing, distracted, trying to be in many places at once with your attention, is a moment lost forever. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Year of Magical Living. Be well, and you'll hear from me again soon.